But about two months later, we finished a brand new church for him. Seats about 300 people, nice church. But what I want to tell you, you see how slow I walked up these steps? That's how slow I'm going to walk down them. Because I was telling this pastor, I said, look, I want to look at your church from the hill behind it. So we went, we crossed through a barbed wire fence. He held a f- wires up for me to crawl through them. Got on the top of a little hill and there's a big, big rock, a big, big rock, maybe 10 foot around and three foot tall. And I climbed up on the top of it. When I got up on the top of it, I said, uh, you know, I need somebody to hold my hand going down. I said, I had a stroke in October. Okay. So the pastor reaches up, takes me by the hand, leads me down that rock so I don't fall, goes back to the fence, raises, separates the wires. I crawl through it again. I thought, well, that, that worked good. You know, I had a stroke. So we get down to the church, and he pulls up his breeches legs, and he had a prosthesis. He had lost a leg in a train accident, cut his leg off. I never use that excuse anymore. That let the air out of my excuse. It's good to be here. Good to be here with Sam Walker and his lovely bride. I love these people. I really do. If you have a problem, if you don't love them, that's your problem. That's between you and God. I love them. And I've always said this to Pastor Sam, never change. Never change. Be the same always. And he is. Good to be here with you. I didn't come to elaborate about missions. If I ever come for a missionary offering, brother, I'm gonna have a guy, three guys with wheelbarrows coming in here. We're gonna fill, we're gonna fill them up. But I don't want your offering at all. I came because I'm a friend of this man and this woman. And I came because you supported us every month for years and years and years. I came to say thank you for drilling those water wells. I came to say thank you for being our friend. And so the offering that you were going to give me, how many was going to give a missionary offering? Want to see your hand? Oh, I was going to. Okay, I want to see your hand. What's wrong with the rest of you guys? How many was going to give at least a little missionary offering? I don't want your offering. I want to see your hand. Well, I'll tell you what I want you to do. I want you to save that. And mark on that envelope, Kenya. And I'm going to send $2,000 back from my home. And I'm going to mark on that envelope, Kenya. And together, we're going to bless those people that you were talking about, Pastor. That okay? Now, how many was going to give that offering? I want to see your hand. Amen. Open your Bibles. To... The book of Genesis, chapter 12. You know, I like having dinner at church, lunch at church, because I can preach as long as I want to, and we don't have to sit in in some restaurant waiting for our order to come. It's already ready. I'm going to preach on the journey today. Chapter 12 of Genesis. But I want to tell you, I'm a positive preacher. 
I believe in God. I believe in the journey. I believe that when God sends you, calls you, sends you to a destination for a purpose, God is going to see it through. I believe. I'm a powerful believer. Everything is going to be all right until my Lord Jesus takes us all together to be with him forever. So, know from the beginning of the sermon, I believe in God. That's why I'm a good missionary, because I believe in God. Let me set the foundation of this sermon today. Abraham is living with his father in the land of Ur of the Chaldeans. I picture everything comfortable with Abraham, Terah, his father, and all the family. I love being with the family. I'm the most blessed man you've ever seen in your life. I have what I call a Texas lot. Not a big place, it's about like a building lot, about 50 acres. But on that 50 acres, my entire family lives. I'm blessed. I watch them walk up the little gravel road to my house, my property that God let me have. I'm blessed. I picture Abraham probably like that. Everything was wonderful in his life. He had a, an absolutely gorgeous wife. Twice in the scriptures, he had to say, hey, she's my sister, because he felt like somebody was going to steal her and kill him. Because the Bible said, Abraham said, she was beautiful. A knockout. Must have looked a whole lot like Sam and Beverly's daughters. A little tin of red. Joshua, you know what I'm talking about, huh? Now, in the midst of that tranquil, wonderful setting, God shows up. And this is what he said in verse 1, chapter 12. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country, from your relatives, from your father's house to the land which I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. The ones who cursed you, I will curse. And all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went forth. As the Lord had spoken to him. Let's go over to verse 9. Same scripture. Same chapter. Abram journeyed on. Continuing toward the Negev. Or continuing on south. The journey. He began the journey. I want to read one more scripture that's very important. Over in the book of Mark. Mark chapter 9 and verse 23. The Bible said a father came to Jesus, 
said, I have a little boy. The little boy oftentimes has these fits. And he falls in the water, and he falls in the fire. And I, I've taken him to the disciples, and I've asked them to heal him, but they couldn't do it. And this is what he said to, to Jesus. If you can do anything, now a man is talking to God himself, to Christ, to our Lord. And he says to him, if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And Jesus turned it right back around. And he said, if you can, all things are possible to him that believeth. I believe God. I believe that all things are possible because of who says it's all possible. The Almighty himself. And so Abraham begins his journey. Leaves with his family. Leaves his relatives behind. Takes the lot with him. But basically leaves everything behind. And he starts out his journey. And I believe in the journey of Abraham. Because I believe in the God of Abraham. But, and this is for all those. How many young people feel like you have a ministry ahead of you? You have a ministry now, you have a ministry ahead of you. I want to see your hands. This is basically for you. When you start your journey, when God, it, it begins with a call, number one, God called Abraham. Number two, there's a destination. He sent him to the south. Number three, there's a purpose. He said, you're going to build a nation. It began with a call, destination, and a purpose. I believed in the journey of Abraham because I believed in the God who called Abraham. But things happen along the way. You see, Abraham was without a child. He was 75 years of age when God called him. He was 100 years of age when his child was born. 25 years he waited. A little bit slower than Josh. And his wife, a little bit, 25 years. Now, God said to him, said, I'm going to build a nation and it's going to be without numbers. And thank God he did fulfill his purpose. He did build a nation and it still stands today, even though it's in the midst of a war right now as we speak. Yet he built a nation according to the word of God. But here is waiting 25 years. Imagine maybe the times that he's paused and thought, God, did I hear from you? Over and over and over, God would say, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you a nation. And so finally, one day he goes to God. He said, but I don't even have an heir. I don't. I don't how are you going to bless me when I, when I die? It's all over with. How am I going to build a nation unless I have an heir? I have no heir. Now, imagine 25 years later, he's 100 years old. Bang. It happens. And Isaac is born. 
Imagine what a glorious day in the life of Abraham. I saw it last night in Sam Walker's eyes, even though his little baby wasn't even in his hand. Just showing me a picture. His eyes lit up like a deer in the headlights of a car. Mm. Imagine you're holding that little baby. You waited 100 years and you're holding that little baby. And, you know, he named him Isaac, but he could have called him Heir. You know, that, could, that would, should have been his nickname because that was the fulfillment of the plan of God that would go on and go on until today. You need an heir. I have an heir. I have an heir. My latest great-grandson, they named him Larry Edward Myers, and they nicknamed him Pete. That's my name. My name was Larry Edward Myers. My daddy always called me Pete and all my kinfolk. So my son gives me, for my birthday, two paddles. One six foot and the other one is about three foot. I pin them on the wall of my cabin by my pond because the long one, the six foot one says Pete in parentheses. And the, the little three foot one says repeat. You see, I have an heir that will carry my ministry on beyond my life on the earth. And so Abraham is holding a little baby. A wonderful, wonderful moment in the, in the, in the life of Abraham. But just because you have a great day, it does not mean that, you've com- that you have completed your call. It doesn't mean that you've reached your destination. It does not mean you've completed your, fir- your, 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 your purpose. It just means you've had a good day along the way. Remember that you that have a call to ministry. If all of a sudden you are blessed beyond imagination, someone gives you $50,000 and someone else gives you a house and someone else buys you a car. And then you say, my God, I've reached my destination. I fulfill my purpose. No, 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 no. You've just had a good day along the way. Fast forward that just a few years, and that same Abraham and that same boy Isaac become very close together. And one day God said to him, Abraham, I want you to take your son, your only son. Take him to Mount Moriah, to the mount that I will show you, and offer him to me as a burnt offering. God. Young men and women. Just because you have a, a bad break or a bad day, it doesn't mean that you have not obeyed your calling. It does not mean that you have not reached your destination. It does not mean that you've not accomplished your purpose. It just means you've had a bad day along the way. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. But your calling, your destination, and your purpose, I believe in your purpose because I believe in God. I believe in God. I believe that he is able to take the bad day and turn it into a good day. I believe that he is able to fulfill what he has called you to do. I believe he is able to, to enable you to reach your destination. And I know, I know that he is able to complete your purpose because he called you. He called you. Are you do you understand me today? Moses was called of God. Back, he, he was satisfied. He'd married a beautiful lady. 
on the back side of the desert. He was happy. He was out of Egypt. Everything was going to be all right. Till one day God shows up in a burning bush. He said, Moses, I'm calling you. Moses, I'm sending you. And Moses, this is going to be your purpose. I've called you. Your destination is Egypt. Your purpose lead my people out. I believe in the journey of Abraham because I believe in God. I believe in the journey of Moses because I believe in God. Moses goes through a, a period of years, ups and downs. Now he's leading the entire Israelite nation with him as they leave Egypt. Comes to a body of water. Impassable. No time to build a boat, much less to build a bridge. Behind him is an army marching down, about to destroy every last one of them. The people that he had let out are griping and grumbling and cussing him and say, why in the world did you do this? It's better for us that we, we be slaves in Egypt than to die out here. Why did you do it? Sam Walker, it's your fault. Moses, it's your fault. If you hadn't meddled in our lives, we would be back in Egypt. Everything would be all right. But just because Moses had a bad day, it doesn't, did not mean that he had failed in his call. It did not mean that he had failed in his destination. And it certainly did not mean that he had, he had uh, uh, not accomplished his purpose. It just meant that he had a bad day along the way. You've had some of those bad days along the way, Pastor. You'll have some more of those bad days. But God knows we'll have some good days as well. Amen. You can't let circumstances affect your journey. You're on a journey. You're on a journey. God is the one that's called you. God's the one that's sending you. It's for his purpose. And so you cannot let a bad day affect it. And so Moses lifts up, lifts up the rod. And boom. All the water just rolls back. And they go across dry ground. Get on the other side. You don't have tambourines here. You're not, you're not really as spiritual as we are in Mexico. <laughs> Miriam takes her tambourine. Gets those little Israeli girls. They were beautiful too. And they were all out there just shaking that tambourine and dancing and, and just having a wonderful time on the other side of that problem. But because they were having a good day, it didn't mean that his call was complete or his journey was complete or his purpose was complete. God said, I'm sending you to lead my people out to my promised land. I just meant they had a good day when they crossed that body of water. He's on a mountain face to face with God. Imagine being able to communicate with God one on one. No interruptions, just you and God. God says to him, I want to give you these, these things I've written down on a couple of rocks. It's going to be your commandments. What a great day. What a wonderful day. Moses had a glorious day that day. But it doesn't mean that his journey was over. It doesn't mean that his destination was achieved. And it doesn't mean that his purpose was accomplished. It just means that he had a good day on the top of that mountain with God. And so he goes down that mountain, 
gets down to the bottom, and he sees all the things he, don't, he does not want to see as they're worshiping the idols that they made out of gold. And he takes those rocks, and he slams them down, and breaks them into pieces. It's a bad day. But because he did that, it does not mean that he had, he had failed in his journey. It does not mean that he had failed in his calling. It does not mean that he had failed in his purpose. It just means he had a bad day along the way. Are you listening to me, Joshua? Are you listening to me? It just meant that he had a bad day along the way. He goes back up on the mountain, has a conversation with God. But when he comes to the end of that journey, when he comes to the end, to when he reaches his destination, when he, when he completes his purpose, God takes him to Mount Pisgah. He said, okay, Moses, I want you to look out all over that. You've done what I've asked you to do. I've been with you through it all. I have not failed you. You have not failed me. There is what I've called you to do. Mount Pisgah. God said, okay, you've done what I've asked you to do. Things happen along the way, but they should never deter your calling your destination, or your purpose. You understand it. You go through tough times. You just bow up and go through them. When you're blessed and it's an abundance, you don't take credit for anything. You say, God, thank you for a good day. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your blessings. I, too, received a call. I was so happy pastoring my church. Oh, my goodness, I got two more hours. So I, I, had a, I, had a, I built my church myself. Beautiful, beautiful church. You've seen the one in, in, uh, in, in Atoya. That's a carbon copy, identical plan with the one I built in Denison before I ever became a missionary. I was happy. I bought 50 acres of land, $450 an acre. That was a good deal. We should have bought about 5,000 acres. I was happy. I, too, like Abraham, had a beautiful wife. She's nice now. Can you imagine what she looked like 33 years ago? Beautiful lady. Highest compliment ever paid to me about my wife was last, this year, early this year, a man said to me, what I like about Mary Lou, she's always a lady. God, that, that deep down, that's wonderful. And right in the midst of me pastoring my church with a beautiful wife and everything, God said, boom, go south. Go south. And the needle on my compass was frozen Straight south. And so I left all out of the head like Abraham. Walked away from my church. Walked away. I had not one single friend that stood with me that day. Bad day along the way. I began in the northern part of Mexico and built churches. Many, many churches in those little ranches in the northern part of Mexico with Moises Carranza. But my compass was still frozen south, so I continued south. I arrived in Atoyak. I lived in a shack. I bathed in a little water bucket. 
I said, God, do you even know where I am? I had some bad days along the way. But I believe in the God who called me. I believe in the God who sent me. I believe in the purpose of why he sent me. And not one time did it enter my mind to turn and go back. I built a beautiful church in Atoyak. Even more beautiful than my church in Denison because it had three stories. Beautiful building. Tom Schaefer and I built a hospital, not a medical clinic. It is actually a beautiful hospital. Two surgical suites. And we've had professional, absolutely great doctors from the United States of America doing major surgeries there. But that was not my destination. That was just something that happened along the way. I built a church in San Isidro. I rebuilt it bigger. I rebuilt it a third time bigger. Seven preachers were called out of that one church, you know, preaching the gospel all over Mexico. But that was not my destination. It was just something good that happened along the way. From Texas all the way down to Mexico, to, to Acapulco. A lot of good things happened. Some, let, me, let me go on. Some bad things happened. I remember I could not even get a service anywhere with anybody. There was no Sam Walker. He wasn't even born then. So no one would invite me to preach. I left my denomination because I was like Moses. I heard the voice of God, and I just was simple enough to believe God. But because I did, I, was, I had leprosy. Everybody shunned me, nobody. And a Sunday school teacher invited me to his Sunday school class to teach the teenagers. And I thought, my goodness, what an opening. And in that Sunday school class was the assistant superintendent of the denomination that I had spent all those years in. He was amazed at what I was, was talking about. And so he says... He says, if you'll return back in Gainesville, you know where Gainesville is, you'll re- we're going to have this major assembly. All the missionaries are going to be there. All the pastors are going to be there. And if you will come, I will personally present you and introduce you to everyone. And I thought, God, I have arrived. This is my destination. This is my purpose. God, you're so good. I'm I'm going to be presented. And all of these people are going to line up in a line and say, when can you come? When can you come? Are you booked? Are you booked? When can you come? I thought, oh, God, I made it. It was a good day along the way. So I drive all the way back to Acapulco. That's a long way. We don't measure it in hours. We measure it in days. And I would drive to Acapulco and I wait my time. When it was time for that meeting, I drove all the way back. And I was so happy and so blessed. I'm like Abraham. I'm holding my little baby, my little grandbaby. I'm like Sam Walker holding that little grandbaby, loving that little grandbaby. It was my day. I had arrived. I had completed my destination. I had accomplished my purpose. And so I sat behind that man all through the service right behind him so he would know I had come. At the end of the service, they invited us all back to have dinner like we're going to do today. 
So I'm sitting there, and all the missionaries are sitting in a little U-shaped dining area. So he begins, he goes behind the little podium, and he begins with that missionary. Would you come and tell us who you are, what you're doing? He comes up, I'm from Kenya, uh, I'm from Tanzania, uh, I'm from Japan, and he went all the way around. And the closer he got to me, my heart was pounding. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will be blessed. I will be blessed. He's going to call me. I'm the next one. He goes to the man next to me, the one on my left. There isn't nobody on my right. I'm the next one. This man gets up, goes to the podium. says, I'm John Doe, pastor in the North Pole or wherever. And then the guy says, will you stand? and dismissed us in prayer. Joshua, are you listening to me? The bad day along the way. I drove back to Acapulco sad. Things happen along the journey. You understand it. Things happen along the journey, along the way, good and bad. Now, let me just speed it forward to tell you great things have happened since that day. I would not accept an offering last night, last week for David Jackson. I will not accept an offering from you. In, 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 in reverse of this, I'm going to send you an offering to help you on that project in Kenya. That's how blessed God has blessed me. Because I believe in God. I believe in God. So let me go this final thought. I believe in the journey of the United States of America. I am American. I'm a Cajun American. I'm a Mexican American. And I believe in this great nation because I believe in God. Sure, we have our faults. We have our failures. We, we could talk for days and days about what's wrong with this nation. But God called this nation into being. We have a destination. We have a purpose. God blessed this nation in the beginning. In July the 4th, 1776, the preeminent to the Constitution of the United States of America. We, the people of the United States, we believe in God. It goes on to say, in God we trust. The United States of America was, was formed, was called, and began a journey to the world to promote peace, to promote liberty, freedom. The United States of America began as a God-fearing nation and continued on. And I believe in that journey because I believe in God. I'm not a negative man. There are problems. If you want to just talk about problems, I'll just invite Mary Lou up and set her down here. We'll talk about uh, two hours about problems. Me, about her problem. That. But things happen along the way, and there's been some things that's happened along the way, along the journey of the United States of America. But they did not destroy the call, nor did it destroy the destination, nor did it destroy the purpose of the United States of America. I believe in God. 
1861, we go into a civil war. Brothers against brothers, fathers against sons. 620,000 people, soldiers, died in those four to five years of civil war. Enough to destroy any journey, enough to destroy any destination, and enough to destroy any purpose, except this was God's purpose. This was God's calling. It was his destination. He made a nation that would bring peace to the world, that would give liberty to the bound. We buried 620,000, but it did not affect the call of this great nation. It did not. 1865, few days after the end of the Civil War, John Wilkes Booth walked up, put a pistol behind the head of Abe Lincoln and blew him apart. We lost a great, one of the greatest presidents we've ever had in this United States of America. We lost him. But that could not destroy the call of this nation. It could not destroy the destination. It could not destroy the purpose. Out of that chaos again rose the nation that God called and set aside to be a peacemaker around the world. I believe in God. I believe in the journey because I believe in God. 1914, World War I. When Hitler was burning the Jews, when six million Jews were destroyed, we sent our men there. We sent our soldiers. They left their home. They left their, their, their wife's Sarah's. They left their little red-headed uh, wife. They left home. They went and they defended the cause. And there was 116,561 died. I believe in the journey of the United States because I believe in, the, in God who sent us on that journey. I'm positive, 100% positive, and I'm positive I'm going to quit in about five minutes. December the 7th, 1941, a day that will live in infamy. I was here. Sam wasn't even thought about. I was alive. I was a pretty good-sized boy. When the Japanese flew over Pearl Harbor and began to sink the boats, the ships, and kill the thousands that died, and we were thrust into World War II like that. Almost a half million, my relatives, my cousins among them, almost a half million of them died defending the cause that God called us as a nation to be. But he could not could not destroy that journey. Out of that we rose and once again became a great nation, marching on, marching on, sending missionaries around the world, defending the needy, defending the poor. I believe in God. I believe in the journey. 1963, Kennedy riding in a convertible down the streets of Dallas, Texas. Lee Harvey Oswald had him in his scopes and blew the back of his head off. We lost another great, great president. But it could not destroy the journey. It could not destroy our destiny. It could not destroy our purpose. Out of that chaos, once again, 
we became a great nation. September the 11th, 2001. You remember that date. Even Sam was born at that time. Twin Towers standing there, World Trade Center. And those planes flew into them and killed thousands of people. Crumbling to the ground. But out of the ashes now rises two twin towers proclaiming liberty and freedom. Hallelujah. I believe in the journey because I believe in God. I believe in the United States of America because God set this nation on a journey. Are you with me? See, I'm not too concerned about what happened in the election. I'm not Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm not an independent. I'm a missionary, and I'm a good missionary. I will close. 1963, standing before the Washington Monument, I believe I had a dream. I have a dream that one day little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and little white girls and walk together as sisters and brothers. I had a dream, it's what he said. And I have a dream that one day Republicans and Democrats and independents, one day African American and white and Hispanics, one day we will be able to join together hand in hand and walk together as brothers and sisters for the common cause of why this great nation was formed. I believe it because I believe in God. Will you stand with me? Did I make you mad? My God. My God. Josh, come up here with me. I want, I want two, or three, two or three people call to minister. Come up here with me. Stand here with me. Pastor, you come on up here. Now, God called more than just men. Any young ladies? You feel God's called you? I want to tell you there's going to be some good days there's going to be some bad days there's going to be some hard days there's going to be some easy days but that's not going to affect your journey and it's not going to affect your, def- your destination and it's certainly not going to affect your purpose rise because God is the one who's called you and I believe in your journey because I believe in your God Sam will you pray Amen Father, we thank you for the call. I want us all to lift our hands and just thank God for the call of God on all of our lives. Some of us may have very specific calls of ministry like Larry and others, but you know what? We all have a call to be what he's called us to be. So, Lord, we thank you for the call of God on our lives. We thank you, Lord God, for the destiny and the destination that you have for us. And, Lord, we know there will be good days and bad days. 
And we know, Lord, whether it's a good day or a bad day, Lord, it's not going to affect, Lord, if we'll stay true to you. If we'll stay focused on your plan for our life, that, Lord, even though we're going through some valleys and some struggles and some heartache, Lord, we're continuing to press forward into the purpose of God for our life. And we thank you for that, and we give you the praise. In fact, today, as we bow our heads before the Lord, there's some people here that you're really going through some bad things in your life right now.